You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Waterloo. To find out more, visit oasiswaterloo.org. As a teenager, I used to go to a Christian summer camp every year. It was where I first made the decision to be a Christian for myself. And some of my experiences there were really formational for me in my faith. It's still something that I'm really thankful for. Every night at the camp, there would be these evening meetings where people would share stories and give talks and then invite people to make the decision themselves to become a Christian if they wanted to. This meant praying a short prayer known by some as the sinner's prayer, where you invited Jesus into your life, repented of your sin or the stuff you'd done wrong and accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. You'd then be saved And your mission as a newly saved Christian was then to save others, to tell them that the only way to receive salvation was to pray that prayer and become a Christian. It's still a phrase some of my Christian friends use now to get saved or be saved. But what are we saved from? What does it mean exactly to receive salvation? When I was younger, I was told this meant that by believing Jesus died on the cross for your sins and had taken the punishment that should have been yours, you would be saved from eternal damnation or hell. But why would God allow his own son to die to save us from, well, himself? And why would he pretty much force us into relationship with him through fear of eternal torment? I didn't like too that it seemed to divide people into two groups, those who were saved or in and those who weren't or those who were out. None of it really sat right with me. And I think there are lots of problems when we define salvation in this way. The first is that faith becomes a very individual thing. It's all about me being saved and rescued from something bad. Faith is reduced to a kind of cheap fire insurance that only protects me from the flames. Secondly, it is cheap, as in it costs you nothing. If you see salvation as a one-way ticket to heaven, why bother improving your life, helping others, being a better person or caring for the earth? You can just sit back and do whatever you want, safe in the knowledge that whatever happens, you're saved. And so it doesn't matter what happens to those around you or to the earth. I've seen Christians like this, and I'm sure you have too. Christians who say they believe in Jesus, but behave nothing like the person of Jesus we read about in the Gospels. Or people who say they're Christians, but never grow, change, develop or improve themselves, and as a result inflict great harm to others. None of this seems to align with the kind of things that Jesus talked about, the person he was and is and the life he lived on the earth. Surely there's a better way. Surely salvation and being saved means far more than just a cheap ticket to heaven. Derek read to us from John 10, where Jesus describes himself as a gate, that whoever enters through him will be saved. So what does that mean? There's three things I'd like to pick up on from this passage, and I hope it will perhaps help us form a new understanding of the word salvation. Firstly, then, Jesus describes himself as a gate, a way to walk through. In fact, early followers of Jesus were called followers of the way. Knowing Jesus wasn't a final destination. It was a beginning, a whole new path to explore and walk. When you get to a gate, you don't stop. You walk through it into somewhere new. And that's what Jesus is inviting us to do. 
and he showed us how to do it with the way he lived his life. It reminds me of an old passage from the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament that says, this is the way, walk in it. So the first goal of salvation is to walk through the gate, to make the decision to walk in the Jesus way. But that is just the beginning. As we walk, we study the life of Jesus and we try to live like that with the Spirit's help. Secondly, when Jesus says that whoever enters that gate, whoever walks through that gate will be saved, is this then where we get our cheap one-way ticket? Well, I don't think so. The word used in this passage for saved is a Greek word called sozo. Sozo is often translated in this way, but it can also mean healing or wholeness. It's the same word used by the bleeding woman in Matthew 9, who says that if she just touches Jesus' garment, she'll be healed. Sozo. Moving from Greek to Latin then, the Latin word salvus, from which we get the word salvation, can also be translated as whole or well. It sounds like salve, like salve for a wound. So when we walk in the way that Jesus walked, when we live like he lived, we will be whole, healed, helped, will be what we were always meant to be. It will be like salve for a wound. This then links into the final thing to pick up about this passage. As Jesus says that he came so that we may have life and life in all its fullness. It's such a famous verse. It's a beautiful statement, isn't it? Life in all its fullness. That's the plan. That's what happens when we live the Jesus way. Does that mean life will be perfect and we'll be super happy and smiley all the time? No way. Life is full of challenges and tough moments, of course. This year has definitely shown us that. But there's something that happens in a person when they live this way. Something that walking the path Jesus walked does to somebody. They come alive, there's fruit, they live out their potential and it doesn't just impact them, it impacts everyone around them. Theologian Gordon Fee puts it like this. To be saved means especially to be joined to the people of God. God is not just saving individuals and preparing them for heaven. Rather, he is creating a people among whom he can live and who in their life together will reproduce God's life and character. St. Irenaeus said that the glory of God is a human being fully alive. And this is what I think about when I think about what it means to be saved, to receive salvation. Think of someone you know who is absolutely doing the thing they were put on the earth to do. Someone who comes alive as they live out their calling and fulfil their potential. That is salvation. And it's much more about transformation than transaction. We enter in through the gate that is Jesus. We live his way. We experience life in all its fullness. And that doesn't begin in some faraway place in the future. That's all about how we live now. We create the future. We bring heaven to earth. We heal and restore and make others and our world, our world whole. So if, like me, you've had an uneasy relationship with the word salvation or being saved, I hope today that you can begin to reframe it. There is an invitation to everyone to choose to walk the Jesus way, to join the family of God. And as we do that, we experience life in all its fullness which brings wholeness and healing, not just even to us or to our friends and family, but to the whole world.